Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And good morning. It's 11 a.m. from the Pacific Northwest coast of the United States of America. I'm Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife, Doreen, of both the Elijah List right here.com and Elijah Streams that you're watching right now, the video portion that you're watching now. Welcome to the broadcast. It's going to be a great show with Kat today. As always, we've got a few preliminaries to to um, not get out of the way, but to uh, most of this you'll, you'll enjoy very much. I do want to make an announcement about a position that has opened up. It's not it's not a replacement position, but it's an additional accountant that we need. So put that up while I talk. Then uh, you see along the bottom, it says ElijahStreams.com slash careers. If you know someone in the area of Albany, Oregon, and that could be Lebanon, Oregon, Corvallis, Oregon, uh, Kaiser, uh, Oregon, Salem, uh, I'm probably missing some things, but anywhere in that area, uh, someone could even be up in Wilsonville and drive down, but we need an in-person accountant to join our other account accountant uh, on lo- in a location in Albany, Oregon. Uh, to you know, we're continuing to grow, and our donations are very generous, and so we need a little help getting getting the paperwork done and uh, the envelopes opened and the, the things that need to be done legally and all that county wise. So anyway, we're very excited about that. If you know anyone that wants an in person job, and it is an accountant, we're not talking about a bookkeeper. We're not talking who you know has kind of learned to do this and that, but this is a full charge uh, accountant. Uh, I think they've told us we're going to leave this open for about 10 days and see uh, who is able to respond. Uh, we're we're trying to advertise first within the family of our viewers. And then if for any reason we didn't find the right person, then we would advertise locally here. But we thought we would, because you may know people in the area. So uh, it may be, hit someone right between the eyes in a good way that, oh, man, I just was looking for a new job based on my accounting job went away, whatever that would be. So, all right, we're going to play now another clip of uh, American Warriors that's premiering today right after the show. Um, So let me just tell you about that. Bob Sanders trained for the jungles of Vietnam and commanded a platoon in a provisional rifle company on the outskirts of Da Nang. So this is the Vietnam War era, Da Nang. The action he saw in his first week convinced him he was going to be different. You can still see the pain and the regret on his face as he tells this story. I don't think anybody going to any war in in history really knows what it's gonna be like until they get there. The reality of it was pretty different. When you're in combat, you're much more affected when you have people you're responsible for are wounded, hurt, killed, much more. Staff Sergeant Henry Sparks was uh, my platoon sergeant, the first platoon sergeant when I got to get home. But we bonded pretty quick and he took good care of me. Sergeant Sparks was killed in Vietnam. So we're producing these American Warrior episodes so that we can honor those uh, people who have gone before us and who have fought for this country uh, in various wars. We've been World War II, 
uh, Korean. We've had people that from the uh, Vietnam era, from uh, Desert Storm, Desert Shield, um, and uh, even I think someone was from the one of the battles of Fallujah, which is one of the great uh, battlegrounds of the uh, last desert um, war in Iraq and, and and all of that. There was a city called Fallujah where it was it was hand to hand combat, house to house combat. So. Uh, I think we've had one of those already. So I hope you'll uh, enjoy it and honor the people. Here's how you get to it. On the Rumble, you type American Warriors or American Warriors 22. Uh, or And the YouTube, you type American Warriors or American Warriors 22. So both Rumble and YouTube are getting a lot of play. And the, and the, the viewers are growing uh, each week. And so it'll be fun to watch this grow over the period of days, weeks, months, years, whatever. So... All right, we're going to bring in Mike and Lori Sally and talk about the Wells. We haven't had them on for a few weeks, so let's bring in Mike and Lori, my heroes in the faith. Wow. <laughs> we love you guys. Well, we've known my people wouldn't know this about. It. We've known each other for more than I think it has to be more than twenty years, or very close to twenty. My daughter babysat your children, mm-hmm. and now one of them's married, and one of them is doing some of the videos that people have seen has been done by the other one, but. But my daughter babysat them as little girls. Yeah. So uh, you even were with the Elijah List way back when for a, for a short stint here in Albany, I think. And uh, yeah, it's been a, been quite a while. Ninety seven is it? Ninety seven. No, sorry, two thousand seven maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 Time flies when you're having fun, right? But <laughs> after you after we met you and after you started um, this, even doing some work with Elijah List in in the marketing area. Uh, then you guys started building the village in uh, we now know as Field of Dreams and that Show Mercy, your your organization that you did. But you're not, you're not only with Show Mercy full time. If, if we can state this way, you're also with Elijah's Dreams full time. You're doing both ministries and getting the wells dug for us. So tell people, let's bring, I'm just going to throw this to you and bring everybody up on you call for the pictures you want and the video and all that. OK, so. Go for well, it. I think you're at a, like, yeah. Do you want to show the picture of where the wells are located first? Sure. Yeah. We'll show that. It's a little hard because it's a distant picture. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. Lake Victoria, right? In Uganda. I think if you actually zoom out, there's even maybe some other ones that aren't no, that's shown. It. Is that it? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this, this doesn't look like much, but uh, actually it does look like a lot, but it's a map. But it represents 59 wells that Elijah Streams has dug in Uganda wow. over the past just Less than less than a year, almost a little bit more, maybe than a year. Um, seven of them were done last year, and fifty were done this year, and we're on a pace to do seventy-seven. Wow! And uh, this year through, with Elijah Streams. Now, so that, that group that's up there towards the left, uh, there's a cluster there. That is that by show? Is that by your? Uh, that's by the Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. And how far would it be from your? The one on the left to the one on the right, uh, how, how far of a distance is that spread of wells? I don't know the distance, but it's hours. Of oh, it's hours? Right. And if, if you zoom out a little bit, the reason we wanted to show this map is if you see the whole plate of all of Uganda, we wanted people to know like that Elijah Streams isn't just funding the drilling by Show Mercy, but reaching different parts of Uganda all the way up into the northeast. And that's more of an arid, dry, dry area. There's there's a lot wow. of need, but that's kind of that's the area I want to share a story about. Okay. Wow. Um, 
I'm not sure which one of those dots, but it's one of the four at the top. One of those two, both of those two wells recently were dug. And the stories I got from the pastor we're partnering with up there were incredible. I didn't, you don't really realize whenever you say you're funding clean water, you're helping. I mean, I think we kind of understand like the water's contaminated and we're helping them have clean drinking water. But it is so much more than that. We, Elijah Streams, by the generous donations of, of our partners, you are restoring people's lives. Wow. This one community, it's about 1,400 people. They have, they have never had a water well. They've always had to go trek long distances to get water. And it's dirty water that they're getting. And it, it brought, I mean, there wasn't even an opportunity for them to have unity have social events because their whole life, their whole day to day was trekking to get water in the morning. And then again in the evening and even the children, they were telling me don't have time. The parents do not send them to school because water, you can't live without water. You can live without education, but you cannot live without water. And um, I want to show the the picture of them sitting under this mango tree. So in Uganda and in many um, places in Africa, Trees are a big deal, and that's where they normally socialize. They get under a a tree, and so this is an old mango tree. They sent me this picture, and you can't see the faces or the beautiful people, but it's, it's it's a picture of a community able to rest now that they have a clean water well. The water well, you can't see it in this picture. It's right behind them, but now they can come together under this tree. It's one of their first times where their leaders were able to gather everyone, and and talk together as a community and to wow. socialize. That's amazing. And, I mean, time has been restored to these people. It's it's incredible. So rather than walking for hours or miles or however long it takes, they can they can go and, and at the meeting place where they all get together, the water's right there. It's right there, and they're hanging out while they're waiting in line to get their water, wow. and and they're socializing and getting to know one another again and. And I, I don't think, I, I also heard a story about a mom. She works all day. She has to walk to work. Very few people in the areas where we're serving have cars. They have to pay for transportation and they don't really have money to pay for transportation. So they walk to work. So she would walk a long distance to work, work all day, have to walk all the way home. And then when she get home, gets home, her next task is she has to walk for miles to go get water. Well, Elijah Streams just donated a water well near her house. Now wow. she can come home from a long day at work after walking so many miles to get back home, pick up her jerry cans and walk not very far, far to get water. And they were telling me, if you could see the smile on her face, she actually can prepare dinner in time for when her kids get home before. She wouldn't have the energy to walk that far. She'd wait till they would get home. They'd walk for miles together. They were just tired all the time. So it's more than just clean water. It's just restoring souls to be able to it's live like life. giving, and I'd say, you know, I would have said, well, we gave them their life back, but we, it's like they never had their life in the first place because this is their existence was, I don't even know how they congregate all over these, whatever they are, hillsides or whatever, when they don't have water, but I guess they do because they know somehow they were going to walk miles and find some watering hole that the animals also shared. Right. That's crazy. That's just crazy. That's just crazy. Um, Now you had a video that we were going to show. You want to talk about that? Yeah, this is, this is one of the wells by that mango tree. 
and the people were just celebrating. I just wanted to share it with all of the viewers watching because it's, it's, I love it. <laughs> so they sent me that video and I was like, what are they saying? They're like, they are praising the Lord for this miracle that's come to their village. So it, it, it was exciting to see that. Oh man, that's just, I, I mean, I have no words to, to see, you know, we're changing people's lives and I know we are and I tell people we are. And then when you guys come on and then sometimes your daughter will make a new video and we see something that we hadn't seen before. And every, every miracle story, I just cannot, when when I when we decided to help with one well, you you came to us a long time ago, a year or two ago, and said, "How'd you like to sponsor a well?" And I just and I go, "Okay." So I did the Forrest Gump thing. Okay, we'll do that. And and then after I had done that, I began to think, "Well, wait a minute." God told me in 1987 that I was going to have well ministry, and He also mentioned little orphan children. Now they're not all orphans here. There's probably some, but but He mentioned the children. And Wells and I, I waited. It was like whatever that is, eighty-seven. Is that what? That's almost forty years or thirty. I, I don't know. My but anyway, yeah, it's it's thirty-some years or forty, close to forty years, whatever. But I waited till finally it became very clear what God had, had um, that that the Wells. God's used an expression with me uh, that's that's a known expression, which is "home is where the heart is" or "charity begins at home," and so. It, it had become clear to me over the years that wherever God, whatever God put in your life, that's where you give. So we didn't go looking all over the world to see where we would give. We saw we looked to see who was in our life that we could give to. So you guys, you guys have said I, we were just talking off the air. Um, how much have you? We've been giving to even other things that other than water. Can we let's just tell people what you estimated we've given to people this year from Elijah's dreams. Well, that, that's a lot of people. I don't think anybody really knows how how much your donation to Elijah's streams are impacting so many groups of people. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things we're tasked with doing is helping to find organizations to give to and, and good causes to give to. And over the past several months, just just Lori and I, on behalf of Elijah's streams, has given probably between six and seven hundred thousand dollars to to other organizations, and that's not wow. including just yeah. the water projects. Yeah. And so I, I want to encourage people just, you know, Steve is one of the most generous people. And I, and I know you all know this, but he's one of the most generous people that I've ever met, if not the most generous people. Oh, they're very Personally. kind. It's true. It's true. But when you're sowing into Elijah's dreams, you, you don't even have a tip of the iceberg of the impact that you're making for the kingdom of God in thousands and tens of thousands and probably millions of people's lives. And so okay. it really is making a big difference. And Steve's not gonna Steve's not gonna brag on himself and, and on Elijah streams, but I want you to know that your your giving is absolutely unbelievably making a huge impact around the world. Um, oh, very good. Thank you for that. So there was a picture of a church. We didn't show that picture. Let's show you the church that that uh, 
Now, yeah, now this, yeah, this go ahead, talk about that. Area. It's not by where the mango tree was. It's in a different area. But the thing is, is we've shared before, you know, at first I was shocked because I started getting stories of, of hundreds of people get, giving their lives to Jesus. And then the next thing I know, we are over a thousand. I don't have the exact number, but it's over, well over a thousand. And my team sent this picture of a church that the community, they, they gathered funds and they all pitched in. Somebody donated this land because so many people gave their lives to Jesus after one of the Elijah Strings wells was opened. And, wow. and again, I don't think we understand if, if you have running water all the time, just the, the miracle that this is to these people. I mean, this week they're commissioning another well that's been drilled. And when they do a big commissioning, they do a big party. Wow. One area is taking it upon themselves, the the local chairperson, which is like the mayor of the area, they are renting some tents. They're, they've gathered all of the pastors. They've called all the churches to come together as one, and they're doing a huge celebration. They're going to be preaching the gospel. I can't even imagine what, what kind of reports we're going to hear from them. It's just, it's so impactful. And Steve, whenever you say the Lord spoke to you orphans and wells, yeah. I'm confident that he knew that the fatherless yeah. would come into the house of that their That makes sense, Lori. That does, you know, because he called them little orphan children. But look at, you know, yeah, you're right. That's really good, Lori. Really, really good. Yeah. Okay, now, we, uh, today you sent me a report this morning. Uh, we're waiting for Kat, so we're going to talk for a few minutes. But, and it, on it, it reminded me that we had just approved a couple of other projects for your village. Talk about that and maybe the medical clinic uh, a little bit as well. Yeah, so Elijah Streams has donated to build a hospital at the Show Mercy base. And so that is in progress. And I'm sure we'll be showing pictures of that soon. It takes a little bit of time to build things. But again, it's, it's going to be a hospital where people can come and get treatment. It's right next to a birthing center that Elijah Streams has also helped to fund part of it. And you've also donated Elijah Streams, an ambulance, an emergency vehicle for this area that's rural, and mm. rural area. And they don't have access. We have our clinic now, but we're not able to treat every, every sickness, like serious things. And so sometimes it'd be challenging to figure out how to get them to the city. And so we have an ambulance too. Again, this is going to help the people physically. But the thing is, is for every patient that comes in, we pray for them. We share the good news of Jesus with them. And we're located in the middle of a Muslim village. And we've had stories of the Muslims coming to our clinic, not having the funds to pay. We, we charge a small amount. We also give you know services for free too, but we charge a small amount. And so some of these Muslim women were hearing that God was showing up at our clinic. And so they would come and say, we don't have money, but would you pray for us? And so our team would pray. And of course he would show up and, you know, they would get healed anyway. So they bring their friends, they would bring their <laughs> friends. And so it's, it's just another way of bringing the fatherless into the house. Wow. Of God. And wow. so he's doing it through a hospital. And so thank you, Elijah streams. for. And then there was you, the, you had talked with us about the toilet. Now, I don't know. I don't know. Um, how fancy the toilets are, but but you talk about what we just approved and, and how where that's going to go. Well, so we've been doing these water wells, partnering together with Elijah Streams, and the the need is not just clean water, but after you drink the water, what happens? You have sanitation. to go, you know, sanitation. And yeah. so, you know, as we're discovering things in the United States, it's some of those same things, and it got me thinking. 
I wonder if Steve would be open to helping the community with some community toilets. And so we haven't started that project yet. We're doing our research. We want to make sure that we, we do it well. Um, it'll be a place where it can get cleaned and sanitized and um, and just help present, dis prevent disease again. And it's just going to impact the people in another huge way. You, it, it's not something you would typically think of, like providing a toilet to a community. But Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Most people don't. They're not. Nobody in our area has has running water in their house. There's nobody has flush toilets, like none. And so I mean, me. when they when, can, can I just get down and dirty to use yeah. the expression? So if there's no flush toilets, what are people doing? Do they do they just go out in the bushes somewhere? What do, what do people do? If you don't have a pit latrine, you go in the bushes, and that's okay. very unsanitary. And that's a lot of people do not have pit latrines. And so what this is going to be is a similar to a pit latrine, but bigger, nicer, tiled. You know, something that you could clean. Wow. And so it's going to be in an area where several families can use it. So just something simple like having a place to go to the bathroom is not is not common where we're where we're working. No, no, yeah. yeah. Some, some local schools, too, that don't yeah. have proper facilities so that the students can have a place to go. Well, I, you know, when I was in only, I've only been to Africa once and it was to Nigeria. And I, I'm sure there's many differences, but it sounds like there's some similarities because we were talking about when it's really crowded traffic wise, it's, it's mainly motorcycles. People ride motorcycles and then some taxis and things. And it's, it's a crazy thing. But when we were in Nigeria, uh, it was 2000. So that's 22 years ago we would go by and there were places where there was water outdoor water and by a building and it was painted someone just spray paint on the building do not pee here because they if you didn't tell them that they would do the same thing which which could then hurt the water source right so Absolutely. that's very common we see those signs all the time really okay yeah. the same yeah. thing yeah and they'll even put a fine on there sometimes they'll say you know fifty thousand shilling fine if you urinate on this building don't think like wow that. yeah so yeah. It's, it's 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 a problem i didn't realize that how big of a deal it was but just providing a, a, a solid hole in the ground for somebody to use the restroom is a real blessing to them that's you know? crazy well there's more things you had a term uh, a few weeks back when we were talking about you had a term that had to do with what use the word wash or something what was that term yeah, wash, water, something, sanitation, hygiene. I'm not sure what the A means. I think it's water, sanitation, hygiene. Okay, and then yeah. it, it was so it was kind of like an acronym. And right. so we we had talked about moving from just water to water, sanitation, and hygiene, which are like, how do you live without that? We we're so spoiled and so. Well, they're telling me that cat is here, so we'll go ahead. Thank you so much, Mike and Lori. I appreciate you very much. We we love Thank you. you. You're doing such a great job. Uh, for both uh, Show Mercy and Elijah Streams and getting those wells dug. So blessings, blessings, you. blessings. We'll see you all soon. But Okay, so without further delay, let's bring in uh, Wednesdays with Kat and Steve. Here we go. There she is. <laughs> you got your, I don't, I can't tell if that's blue or teal. It kind of looks teal, but it might be. It is. It's teal. Awesome. Yeah, sometimes we match and sometimes we just yeah. look good together, yeah. <laughs> like right now. So I can, okay, I see you got your don't do demon thing right on the top, but. Yes, I do. It's looking good. Well, Kat, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, we're looking forward to today. So 
I have a whole list of questions, but you often have something you want to share. If there's anything in your heart before we get into those questions. Um, just staying excited mainly. I have to say finishing packing is priority for everything except loving God. Okay. Then packing to get out of here. <laughs> and uh, it's really hard because we're so busy all the time. Yeah. But I tell you what, I never don't take time with God. That's good. And last night I was doing that really late. And I, I love hearing uh, what he has to say about everything right now. And he just wants everybody to just continue to trust him. And he said, don't be concerned and do not. This is the main thing he said. Tell everybody, do not let fear interfere with what you're going to see over these next couple of weeks. It has nothing to do with what he's going to do whatsoever. That's all he'll tell me. But he was excited when he said that. So I think we're going to be seeing probably a soon ending of all of this. I can't really say any more than that about what he showed me, but I will just say this. The main thing is, even though you go through everyday issues in your life, even we do here. I know this is a supernatural place. We talk about, we live the supernatural. We yeah. live in heaven culture. Uh, we command the host of heaven. You know, we, we, we speak to the weather. And yet, and all of that, just so you all know that we have everyday things that rise up against us also. We always do, sure. but we overcome them because we go with what God has to say, no matter what it looks like or sounds like, we will always choose by the spirit and not the flesh. I think that's probably the most important thing I can tell you is sometimes, some days, especially it looks like it's never going to end or that it's too hard for you, but I can tell you it's not too hard for Jesus Christ. Well, Kat, you know, I got to ask you this because people would think, even I would think, Cat is so close to the Lord. She sees him face to face often. She sits down with the Holy Spirit's her best friend, the way you said, and you, you, you know each of the members of the Trinity. So it would be easy for me to say, well, Cat probably just never has a stressful day and nothing ever goes wrong. No, I think that's probably the main thing I have to tell people is you see and hear the power of God from me all the time. But I live on this earth too. And just to remind you, his own son, Jesus Christ, didn't have the easiest life while he was here, but he sure made it exciting for everybody else. And I guess that's kind of what my part is in all this. I still have things to face. I overcome them very quickly because if it's the devil, especially, now there's things that happen in the natural, just in your everyday life. I'm not saying tragic things, but there's things you face every day, having to make decisions about things, or maybe something happened you didn't expect it, or you're still waiting for something to happen. We face every one of those. But what are you talking about yourself? I choose to talk about what God has said. I, I choose to tell about God's plans. It doesn't mean I'm, uh, doesn't mean I'm ignorant of what's going on. Yeah. It means I am innocent of all of the wickedness. I'm yeah. innocent of fear. I'm innocent of struggles against, is, is God actually saying something to me? I'm totally innocent against any of that because I don't do that. I would rather give people the power and the life of God always, even from myself, and uh, just, you know, leap over the things that are in my way. And you That's do true. that by saying what God says. You have to understand a man is as you think in your heart. A man is as he says. And people will see what you do and what you say more than anything else, even in your everyday life. I'm not talking about a platform right now. In your everyday life, how are you responding to what's going on around the world? Do you have a powerful word? I'm not talking about a prophetic word. A powerful word. God does know what he's doing. He does have a plan and he's being covert right now. But right now he's about to bust through 
and you're going to see everything change for you and your family. That's so much better than saying, did you hear what so-and-so did in the White House? Did you hear what the, the fake news said today? Did you hear this? Why are you saying that? Yeah. Because what you're putting in them, the same thing you're carrying, what's in your soul will come out of your mouth. So change what's in your soul. Change what you think about, what you say, uh, what you look at, what you say to other people. Your soul is active 24 hours a day, even while you're yeah. sleeping. Now, so can, you can, make sure you're putting that soul to good use. You're supposed to make it better for people, happier for people. You're supposed to give them something they can trust by hearing God and understanding God. But what kind of report are you giving? So I'd have to say the number one thing today to say to people is I'm giving a God report. I have to tell people I am excited about what he's going to do. I do trust him. This earth is his. It doesn't belong to the darkness, the evil, or anyone else. You're about to see his hand displayed like you never have before. And your lives will never, ever, ever be the same. Okay. You're living in a powerful generation right now. Some of the greatest things are about to happen. Why do you think Satan is fighting so hard to keep you from that destiny? Kick his butt out. That's good. everywhere you go. Staying excited. And guess what? People will want to hear what you have to say. Because we're here to bring hope in this world. So, so, so good. Now, Kat, let me ask you one more question along the line about what you see and all that. Because people would also assume that because you see more than most people see, you're not only a, a seer by calling from birth you were a seer but god is constantly with that gift or maybe even without that gift is taking you to heaven and showing you things so they would assume that cat must know everything that's about to happen and when it's going to happen and she's one of the lucky few that god just tells everything to i will take two of those as a yes okay what, which one two thing i don't know for sure is what time okay I don't know that. I do know about everything that's about to happen. Okay. I honestly know that. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that's what he called me to do. I'm a revelator. We reveal truth from the heart of the Father, not from man. That's why what I always say to you will be something the Father would say. Yes, he does show me all the time, everywhere. And I've been taking 150 years into the future, just so you know that right now. We're not going to talk about that 150 years, but I'm telling you, I've seen that far into the future. This is like we're at a big entrance to step into something that is so powerful. It's called acceleration. It's called habitation of heaven. It's called baptism in fire. It's called the glory being imparted everywhere. It's called the manifested sons of God standing up and speaking to the land, the sea, and the air, and it obeys. That's the entrance we're going into, and the devil is trying everything he can in his human yeah. little self to stop that from happening but he is going to fail and fail miserably and everyone who's a part of that is going to fail miserably i gotta ask you this now i i i'm with you i 100 percent believe you where you know you've even said uh even gave me a word that i would live more than 50 years from now and that takes me to at least 117 years old so i i plan to do that but there are people who are saying Steve, you guys are crazy, or you're just not hearing right because everything that is that is in Scripture about um, the one world government—they're trying to take over, they're trying to kill us. They have this is all—they are so close to succeeding, and as you're not in any fear about that at all. There is no chance they're succeeding. 
uh, Steve. They keep trying to come up with new lies and plans every day to work it as long as they can. There's only some that know this foundation has crumbled. And the word says these certain things must happen before the end comes. God is sitting on his throne, shaking his head at you all, saying, there's no <laughs> way I'm giving up you doing the greater works when you haven't started the greater work. The great work. There's That's no good. way I'm giving up my son knowing and understanding that you rule and reign with him in this world. There's no way I'm giving up the manifested sons and daughters of God. The earth is shaking, not because of the evil. It's shaking, wanting us to stand up and begin to do things that will so blow the mind of not just the left, but all the wicked and evil out there. We are about to make major changes in the spirit realm, which will then fall into the physical realm. So if you read your Bible, I hope you do. You're leaving a whole lot out if you think it's going to wrap up right now. Stick your rapture rug in the closet. <laughs> get your crown on, honey, because you're about to rule and win with Christ. That is what is next. Next is not fail, crash, and burn. That would be for hell. Fail, crash, and burn. But not for those who believe and trust him. And he's already got your name written in a book saying you'll do these things. Why would he pull the rug up from underneath you and go rapture you with it? Yeah, that's good. Can you talk any more about, because uh, uh, we know you've talked a lot about justice that's coming. God's, we are in a time of justice. Can you give any, any more detail about what justice you've seen? There are people that are so wicked uh, that some of them were leaders of this nation and their cohorts. I mean, what to what kind of detail has God shown you um, how severe this justice is about to be towards those that have done wickedly? Some are going to die. That's not me killing them, by the way. Yeah. It's not the Supreme Court doing it. It's not the government doing it. I can tell you right now, you better look at the hand of God because there's times in the Bible when he personally intervened himself. There will be natural men to help this happen, but don't look to the Supreme Court to be your answer. Don't look for these elections to be your answer. Because good. I'm telling you right now, God is going to have his hand in this. Yes, like I said, natural men will be involved because they do govern here. But a lot of them are about to be removed. And a lot of the other side trying to take over will be removed. This is as simple as I can tell you. Many will live in prison for the rest of their life. How do you like that one? Some are just going to, they're really going to crash and burn. Literally, literally, God said. I will take them off the face of the earth. Some, I said some, God said some, he made me say it again. Some will not live until this is over. Wow. God wow. is about to establish, not him down here on the earth personally, but what will be established after this will be a just government that will want this country and even the world to succeed. That's what you can look forward to. That is for sure. Write it down right now. That's what's going to happen. Justice is going to be served like never before at a degree never given before. Justice will be served like never before at a, at a degree never given before. He made me say it twice. You will see people hauled up in handcuffs. You never thought they would do that to them. But I'm telling you, don't worry. It will be seen. And it will be known, the next part, people, will not be hidden. Okay. That's good, because there's been so much that's been hidden that we didn't get to see. There must be justice going on behind the scenes that we're not seeing. And I'm kind of anxious to see some of the 
the results with my own eyes is be, you know, you know. I'm not saying a court will not be used. Yeah. But I will just say this. We don't have to depend. If you're always looking at man, yeah. and what man has said and what man is saying will happen. If it doesn't line up with what God has happened, then what they're going to say is not what theirs won't happen. If it's between a man and God who carried you in him for eternity before he stopped to make time for a while. Yeah. You better know who, who is. I don't care if people go, no, God's not in charge. It'll make me laugh. Go stand before his son and tell him that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, what were you just... laugh if you said that, because let me tell you what, when he feels like it and when he has to, he will come in person. Yeah. Now, you said something a minute ago about, uh, I don't remember exactly how you worded it, but basically don't don't look to the election to solve. What did you say about the election and what? How that was done. Do not think that these uh, midterm elections are the thing that's going to solve everything. Because okay. people are thinking, yay, it looks good for this party. It doesn't look so good for that party. This person's getting in. This person's not in. When God is done with all this mess, he's going to have in there who he wants in. And I can tell you that's who you trust. You have to trust him. Uh, I'm not saying some good won't come out of it. I'm just saying it will not be the answer to everything. Yeah. Why would we need God? Yeah. Good stuff, Kat. Really, really good stuff. I, I, you know, I can tell, you know, that that was like, we didn't know that was coming, but it came with a, with a flash. That's good. I'm very encouraged. All right. You ready for a few questions? Yes, I am. These questions, you know, we technically, they're supposed to be about heaven, but people have all, all kinds of questions for you. So I'm going to just start at number one. Okay. Um, Jack, Jack says, I know that there's theaters in heaven because you've talked about that and lots of entertainment in heaven but are there televisions with fun programs or a tv set in our mansions that's an interesting question never i never heard that one asked before i never saw a tv in anyone's mansion that doesn't mean that you can't see programs in different places they just have different ways to do it it would probably just be uh, i don't know i'm not brilliant enough as a <laughs> as a u.s citizen I don't have a degree of great genius. I do have in heaven with revelation, but not earth stuff. Yeah. I just know I never saw um, uh, most people. I think I know a lot of people go out to watch things, attend things and do things. Uh, I'm not saying they don't have a way that you can't see something. It's not like any of the televisions we have today. It isn't like if you want to, I do know this. I can tell you this much, you know, to play music. You have what is the name of that thing that you can play? Oh, the i i well, this i it's on your phone board. It used to be the iPod, but now it's it used to be iPod, but now your phones will play music. I mean, it's streaming, so yeah. Stream it on There's your phone. a dot. I don't even know how it operates. There's a dot they give you. I can't even tell you what. It oh, looks. I don't know that dot. one. And you put it on like here and played all the different music you always loved. I I do know there'll be some stuff from the earth if it's good and decent and exciting. Uh, those kind of things still remain, but and I'm not talking about just heavenly choirs. Thing. I mean, powerful people who were highly anointed, who were caught up to heaven, they still play music up there. They still have concerts up there. And you can have that, I guess it's like streaming on this little tiny dot, but you hear it all around you. That's interesting. It is well, very you... interesting because there's some technology so high. And me with my 12th grade education people <laughs> not explain all of that, okay? I can tell you what tastes good and what doesn't, but I just have seen the way things are done. Like I've told people before, you travel on air, on light, 
on beings of the rainbow. You tap in, into um, these uh, places you step into, really, and beams of light shoot out and grab you and take you to the other side of heaven, like almost instantly. There's all kinds of ways to travel. Travel. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> he said, you're talking about travel. Yeah, yes, there you go. <laughs> traveling around heaven is completely different than any way you travel on this earth. It's so beyond your imagination, but I'm telling you what, you're going to really enjoy it when you get there. So there's things like that. They still have transportation. They still have uh, fellowshipping. They have dinner parties. I can call it a party. There's nothing wrong with a party. A party doesn't mean you're going to have liquor and get drunk. Uh, so forget that stuff. You need to change the way you think. But everything in heaven is exciting. It's sometimes it's filled with adventure. You go on adventure things. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Enjoy their adventures. I won't say anything. But they have different ways to do it in heaven. It doesn't mean you don't get to do some things. It's just a it's whole It's just done differently. World. Well, you know, you talk about music. I, was, I think a lot of times about my friend Kim Clement, who's now got with the Lord. He was a violent in the spirit worshiping keyboardist. I mean, he could do that. And if he watched his fingers, you wonder, how does a man do that? Um, you know, he even when he was older, you know, 50-some, 60, he probably was close to 60. It must have been when he passed. But um, his fingers would move like I've never seen. So uh, does Kim, is he likely in heaven performing some of that warfare-type music? If you know I've what I mean. In heaven. Say again. I've already seen him in heaven. You have. You talking He's to him? Playing a keyboard that was not flat. Oh really? Not it flat. Was not like this. It was round like this, but it moved. Really? And he would play his fingers. Yeah, it was. It was. That's what it was. And he was playing. He had his eyes shut, of course. He was playing this instrument, but it was a keyboard. That's what the the that's what they told me. This is a keyboard in heaven, and he was playing it with sounds I never heard before. But it was so powerful. Wow! Uh, I think I even wrote and told his daughter about it, Danae, about what I saw him doing. Up there is that uh, is when he's doing it? Is it not just gorgeous and beautiful and worshipful? But is it is it performing? prayer in heaven is it like decreeing things on the earth from heaven when he's doing that um i some of it i don't understand because some of it wasn't in a language that i spoke okay meaning okay. the sound part the song part that he was singing i just know that it was extremely amazing and powerful it was very powerful okay so um whatever he was playing about at that time when i saw him it was powerful yeah, very good. I got and I and I want to come back to the movie for a minute. You said this before, and I thought, ah, oh, I need to ask her this because she said John Wayne's in heaven. She said, you know, you don't. It's not on film. It's like it's live. It's captured live, that type of thing. But you said there's no violence. There's no evil. But how how could you have, for instance, a a an um, on the edge of your seat western with John Wayne in it? If there wasn't a bad person that had to be fought, which Westerns always had. What I think you will have a whole new way to do that too. I'm not gonna give that one away. Oh, you're not gonna give that away? <laughs> no, but it was exciting. I saw part of one with him in and it was really it was very powerful. The thing now, that's different that's different is you get to be in it with him if you want to. Now 
okay, I've never, I don't usually press you on this when you say I'm not going to give that away, but why couldn't you give that away? Is it just, we wouldn't get it? We wouldn't understand? No, it's something that would ruin <laughs> Okay, okay. You would ruin the surprise. I'm not take away the excitement and the quite big surprise of what you will see up there, but they do have adventures filled with even even sitting on the edge of your seat kind of adventures and stuff like that. You, They do have them. Wow, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, I, I believe I just wanted that one. Okay, uh, let's see. Rose asks, um, how, she says, can, can you please explain how to seal a room from enemy forces when you're away from home, home or away from home, when you, when you are home or away from home, I guess. So she's saying, um, I, I guess she must mean that the room she's in, she wants it sealed away so enemy forces can't get in. I assume that's what she's saying. Well, a room or a building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our build, yeah, she said room, but yeah. Her room, if it's just your room, you would have to post host outside those doors. Because that is what their that's what their that's what their job is. That's what they're there for. They're to protect you and keep you in all of your ways. And you need to say that and say, I'm leaving you here as sentinels to guard and protect everything of all of my property, this place where I live, and all of this, and nothing by any means shall harm it. You would say something and the host would stand, they'd stand there like sentinels right there, and nothing would be allowed to come, nothing that would hurt your place, right? Or invade yep. your place would be allowed to come through those doors or any other entrance in that place. Oh, okay. That would be the number one way to do it. Awesome. All right. Regina asks, I, she says, I don't totally understand what it means to be, to quote, be in the spirit or to pray in the spirit. Can Kat explain what that is? Is that a special gift or can anyone learn to do that? Did anyone learn to be in the spirit? So she may be well, thinking about John, the revelator said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I suppose that would be one example. Well, that's because he actually was in a place. <laughs> okay. He was in a spiritual place. Um, it's, it's almost like, I don't want to say a level of prayer. It's not like that. It's your, uh, your, your, your focus. You always want to hear what the father is saying or what the right thing to do with. And you can even in the beginning say, I would like to have an, an answer from the spirit, the spirit, like Holy spirit. I don't want to think in the flesh what that is, unless it's a decision you have to make in the flesh. So there's a, there's a, a line right there that you have to decide. Are these things that I can get receive information from, revelation from, um, about what I need to do about something? That's a little bit different. But what John John had just had reached a place where he was in the spirit, that means all around him is almost like a cloud of the spirit of God, not Holy Spirit, but it's a place, an area that your prayers are always received. Your conversations with God are always received. And you get to a place like every decision I personally make is not made with my flesh mind. It is made with a with a renewed spirit uh, that God gave me when I got born again, that I decided to go what, and say what God would do, do what God would do. And you begin to actually develop that. So John, even John the Beloved on the Isle of Patmos had to develop that relationship where he was always going to be hearing what God had to say, if there was something he had to say or something John had to say to him. And he mm. was actually in that place right there in the atmosphere of the, of the spirit 
when when the door opened up in heaven and he heard the voice saying come up he did because that's because his relationship was to that place and anybody can do it no anybody god said he would rather have you walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh it says it in the bible it does say that it does say that are you saying that does that scripture mean because uh, uh, paul said walk, therefore walk in the spirit so you won't gratify the lust of the flesh that's what you said that are you saying that anybody can get to that place has the possibility of getting to the place like john where you're walking in that spirit where it's the spirit realms all around you and therefore when you're in that you simply don't gratify lust of flesh is that is that what your you're saying heart has so given itself over to god you would not even consider sin is not even a consideration it's not in your vocabulary it's not in your lifestyle there's no thought there's no desire for that because you have on purpose developed a relationship with the father or the son or holy spirit that you would rather have what they want uh, what you how they need it god's will god's way that's a good thing to start focusing on i can do god's will but do i want to do it my way or do it even matter? does it matter to me that i find out what his way would be and that's yeah. like a beginning place in that space where you begin to walk in your life the walk in the spirit doesn't mean you have to be in the spirit realm it means it has wrapped itself around part of you especially this upper part where you're always thinking and acknowledging who god is and it actually does become a way of life and that's what john had developed that way of life and that's why he got caught up to heaven and shown those things he god knew he wouldn't reject that he wouldn't laugh at that yeah. You have to watch out what your conversation is all the time concerning God. Do you really care what he thinks? Do you really care? What, do you want to know him? I mean, not that everybody has 20 more years of their life, but for 20 years I personally pursued to know Jesus Christ in a greater way. And I would on purpose find time just to go sit in a room with him and just, just talk to him before he even started to appear to me. I could still see angels and stuff at that time. But it came like I really wanted. It's not like I shut out eating. I shut out sleeping. I'm not saying something weird like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's a heart desire to know him. And you go from level to level on everything, on dominion, on authority, on even understanding of the word, declaring and decreeing, ruling and reigning. You reach different uh, You reach different levels of all of that. But you have to start somewhere. And the, the number one thing is don't sin. That's good. Don't look at sin. Don't look at the darkness. Don't be tempted by the darkness. And when it comes to tempting, you say, I will serve the living God and him alone will I serve. I don't do that stuff anymore. I've given myself to God. I will run after his thing. That's so good. Now, Kat, you you said, and you said it um, many times on the program, that the Holy Spirit is your best friend. I think Catherine Kuhlman used to say the same thing. Um, But... One time you were pursuing Jesus. Uh, were there times when you pursued the Holy Spirit, and other times, no, you're now you're pursuing Jesus, and other times now you're pursuing the Father? How do you decide who to pursue on a given well, day? Uh, it was always Jesus first. Okay. It was always Jesus first. He's the one who came and died for us. You know, I think if you have to know one, yeah, you don't have time or whatever. I don't know in your life. I would say you always focus on Jesus first. He should be your first love. I mean, like. The person that you love the most. I'm not saying like a romantic love. Yeah. The person you love the most. The fear of the Lord, by the way, is not being afraid of him. 
that's not what that is. Yeah. The fear of the Lord is you would not want to be concerned to do something that might hurt him or might might think negatively of something that you said or did. So that's you saying that. Mm -hmm. I would never do anything to turn away from the light or from Christ or his plans or anything. And you have to have that mindset. And some people say it's impossible. No, it's not. I was just a normal everyday person. Well, except for seeing in the spirit. But I still had to make decisions on my own, who I would choose, my friends I would choose, where would I go even. Um, I think probably because of my relationship so young with Christ, uh, maybe that was a little bit um, more believable for me that I actually saw him and I saw angels. But you know what? You can make that same decision without seeing him at all. You can mm. say, I'm choosing this day to follow. Okay, you can be saved by Jesus Christ, but are you following what he's saying in the word of God. Do you believe the way he says to believe? And I said, once you start looking at that, it says to meditate on those things or think about those things. So what are you thinking about? What are you spending That's your time doing? Um, yeah. It's very important how you how you set aside time, even if it's 10 minutes a night saying, this is for you, Jesus. I'm going to sit over here and just talk to you. That's good. Find a place to be quiet and just talk to you, tell you not all your problems. Hello. You're making a friendship. Say, hi, I want to tell you. Jesus, how much I love you, what you've done for me. I'm so excited about what you said in your word, the plans you have for us, your home called heaven. I'm so excited about that. I want to know you more. Say those words to him. So you're, uh, yeah, okay. You, you said that you're really quick. So don't, by pursuing, you don't mean, well, I'm just going to tell him all that's bothering me so then he'll know that all that's bothering me. You're saying no, no, no. That's a different time. Okay. Okay. Let's just say you were going to find someone, you found someone to marry. Is if I, every time you met with them, all you talked about was all their problems and issues you had, would they be interested? Yeah. Not they just wouldn't. But there's a time That's to good. do that. Certainly, you can always go for to take all of your things to him in prayer. It says that. Yeah. Cast all your care on him. He cares for you. He's the one who restores your soul. By his stripes, we are healed. I mean, there's so many things he's already done for us, right? Yeah. It's nice to just give him thanks for some of those things. But really, you can have a conversation with him. Yeah. I would say prayer is an extended form of conversation. You know, when G Jesus comes in to, to present himself to Thomas, who said, I'm not going to believe unless I put my hand in his wound, you know, on his side in his hand. So Jesus says to him, you know, blessed are you, Thomas, because you believe when you see, I'm paraphrasing, and then he said, more blessed are those who believe, believe having not seen. Now, that's a paraphrase, but that's what he's saying. Yes. More, he even said, more blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. So can you have any revelation on that scripture? Because some people don't see nearly the things you get to see, and yet God would like them to believe the very things that you believe, but you believe because you're seeing it, or at least it seems that way. I believed it before I really saw a lot. Okay. I believed what he said to me when I was age four. Okay. And I, 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 I repented of my sins, asked him to come and live inside of me as my savior. And then he appeared and he goes, I will. I knew when he said those words, I will. He meant that. His yeah. word is true. The truth will make you free people. Not things you might assume or you may think someone else is sad. Maybe that's important. What's important is what's in his word. And I know people who live, even though they're seers, they live strictly by the word of God. And uh, I know I'm a blessed person, but there's a lot of accountability in my life. And I can just tell you this, 
to carry something like this, you would have to have a huge amount of accountability. I'm accountability. I'm accountable to him. Yeah. I'm still accountable to my husband as my husband, but as my God, I'm fully accountable to him for my life and what he has asked me to do and how to do it, how to say it. He won't let me step beyond bounds he has made for me to stay within his limits. Like he would, he would tell me all the time, don't let somebody make you a Billy Graham. You're not. Don't let somebody make you, um, you know, a revivalist. You're not. You are a prophet. You'll speak for me what I say when I say to say it. And I'll share, let you share what heaven is, the future is, because this, this is what I've assigned for you. And I said, yes. Now, if he asks you something, even something smaller than that, make sure you do what he's asked you to do. Like take this cup of milk to your neighbor. They're trying to make something and they need the milk. Now, are you going to be willing to step out and maybe embarrass yourself by going next door and say, I thought you might use this cup, might need to use this cup of milk. Wow. Small thing. I do small things like that all the time. And I did it every time. Really? Every time he said it, I would do it. That builds your trust in him. He already knows he can trust me, but I have to see. I have to see that I can. And so he started with small things with me too. And he would ask me, and I didn't know those things. You know, I didn't always know they needed the cup of milk. He would just say, go over here and take this to this person. Go over here, fly here and take this to this note to this person in the airport. Fly over here. And I would do it. I didn't always know all the answers. It's called willingness, willingness to obey. I do remember you telling a story once about going and flying to the airport and handing someone a note. Do, is that a story you can recount? Yes, it was one of those times for three years he kind of trained me uh, by at the spur of the moment sending me all these strange places with strange reasons to go to them. And now you have to understand when I first started doing all this, he had me go to my husband and explain to my husband, this is what God has me doing. He needs to know that you're okay with that. And he turned right, right around, oh God, you can do anything with her you want to do. That's fine. And so I, I didn't just bypass the fact that I had a husband. My husband gave me permission. Right. And although I could have said, I don't need you. That would have been so wrong. God would not have been happy with me if I'd have done that. He didn't want to separate us. He wanted us to be together. So I had to be willing <laughs> on both sides yeah. to get to do what he asked me to do. And so, I, yeah, there was this one time he said, you're going to fly to Minneapolis. And he said, um, I'll tell you why when you get on the plane. And I need you to go to the airport. And you're going to walk in the airport. And, and um, I'm even trying to remember what you call the place where you go and buy all the food in the, the airport. Food the food court. I need you to go to the food court. And he said, I'll tell you who to say something to when you get there. And my 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 trip, I took the flight, gave me 45 minutes in the airport before my return flight that he told me to plan. I just flew the Minneapolis airport and then I flew back here. And I had 45 minutes in between the flights. And that's Gee. how you fly. You fly. He was gonna make sure I guess I did it. I don't know. But that's my time frame that I had to to fly back and the enemy will try everywhere in something like that to uh, stop you from doing it or delay you doing it. And I had already said, I'll do it. I will do it. I will do it. So I went and got the tickets. My husband, got, we got the tickets and he gave them to me, he took me to the airport and we took off. I took off. He didn't go with me. I took off, arrived in Minneapolis airport. But right before I got there, God said, there's a man in the airport who's got a new invention that will help change a lot of the lives in this world. He's trying to find the right buyer to help him invest in it. 
and I'm giving him my answer because he's asked me. And I told him to go to the Minneapolis airport. And I was giving him my answer. Now, I don't know this man's name at all. He said, so you're going to write down the scratch of paper. This is what you're going to say in the scratch of paper. You're going to hand him. Yes, my answer is New York. That is where you will go to find your investor. God. And he said, that's I'm it. Not, that's I'm the message. Yes, my answer is New York. Yeah, that's it. That's what God had me write on the, a scrap piece of paper. He said, now you'll go to the food court and this guy will be wearing like a mechanic's one piece outfit. And you can't approach until he sits down to bow his head for prayer. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. <laughs> I, knew, I knew I had 45 minutes. I knew I had 45 minutes. And on the way to the airport, on the way in the in the airport, on the way to the food court, this is how the devil tries to do things. My daughter calls. Oh. Uh, grandson has drank a bottle of albuterol. Oh my goodness. Now this is where my faith is. I started praying out loud at the top of my lungs, running through the airport to get to the food court. I'm not gonna not go to the food court, people. I was praying all the way there that it would be that it, the the stuff would be um, I would nullify all the effects of the stuff that he drank, uh, that they would be able to find a bottle, that they would get him to the um, the the medical care place so they could check him out. And I mean, I'm yelling, running through the airport to get there. So I finally get to the food court and I said, "Amen." I was praying this on the phone with my daughter, and we get to the food court and I, I turn the phone off and I waited. It was. <laughs> It was probably about 10 minutes and here he comes. He had like dark hair, had like a blue kind of a um, mechanics outfit, but a nice one. And he went over and he was taking his time. I'm gonna go help him pick the food because he was taking it off. <laughs> and so he finally gets down there and he gets his train. I'm like, you know, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting to get out of there and get my other flight. And so he comes up and he sits down and he bows his head like this. <laughs> now I'm not a very quiet person. <laughs> I ran up and I went, wait a minute. God, he lifts his head up and looks at me and I go, here's a note from God. And I didn't even look, I didn't even watch him read it. I knew what it said. I turn, I'm running out of the food court and I hear this, praise God forevermore. <laughs> it's this honey and it's the guy in the suit. He got God's answer. Wow. No, I did not sign that piece of paper. He did not know who I was or anything about me. And God said, he doesn't need to know. He'll just know I answered him. That's amazing. What I a couple. just caught the flight just in time to get on the flight and come back. I was just shaking from head to toe. <laughs> I was so excited that the devil didn't get to keep me. My daughter called me back. She said, they can't believe they got the bottle. They found the little bottle and uh, their child's really smart. It was something he was taking for something. It wasn't the kind you put in a lighter fluid or something like that. But it was uh, it was some kind of thing he had to have so often for about three days. And he was like not very old. I think it was like three or four. Mm. Genius level. He got the um, what do you call that thing on a lock? A combination thing? Yeah, they had a combination lock on the thing that the the, the doctor gave to him, put it in the refrigerator. He got it out and unlocked it. Oh my goodness. Now the good news she finished telling me, the good news was. She said, when he found the bottle, it was empty. And this is my daughter and her husband talking to their son. I said, did you drink that? <laughs> Why didn't you drink it? We have to pray right now. Now, what are you doing? I'm such a praying person. This is my <laughs> oldest daughter. 
Now, honey, did you open this bottle? <laughs> you know you weren't supposed to do it without mommy and daddy and and i can hear them i can i can hear that part before i hung up and then here comes her husband now son <laughs> no and i'm like dear lord in heaven i'd have been shaking that kid upside down <laughs> i'd have been praying for him at the same time but that's that's that their kids are very calm until they have you know then they have fun then they go wild but but so they called me back and said we have to let you know everything's so fine they said they could not believe it. They found traces of it in him, but we found most of it on his clothing. <laughs> Gee, wow. What a story, too. I mean, that was a real story. That could have, in probably, I mean, the, the, the reality is he's probably got people all over the United States and the earth that he's giving such tests to, or if that, yeah. for lack of a better word, I don't, I don't know if test is the word or assignments, but I don't know how we. Did you consider that kind of like a test? Was God testing you? I think it was training. Training. Okay. It was training me. Okay. And so I didn't let the enemy stop me. And yet my grandson was perfectly fine. And that man got what he needed that day because he was flying from that place to one of the places that wherever God said to go to. We had three places picked out. And uh, he was going to go to one of them from his answer he got in the food court. That is so amazing. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. That was my life nonstop for three years. Well, no wonder you can, guy can trust you now, Kat. So, all right. So here's a question. Colby asks, can people, um, I think that this is a heaven question, but can people in the past, like in heaven, do something like we do? For instance, Kat mentioned she saw King David riding in his chariot in heaven. My question is, can King David, can David write in a convertible in heaven if he wants to? I think David can write in anything he wants to. <laughs> he loves the chariot because it doesn't ride on the ground. It's flies in the air. His chariot flies. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, that was good. That was easy. All right. Belinda asked, um, when Jesus died and went into hell and took the keys from Satan and death, death, hell, and the grave, why... There's the question. Why didn't thing re things revert back to the way they were before Eve was deceived by the serpent? So there's, it's a wide question, which God probably never answers. But why didn't he at that time, why didn't that change everything back? That's what that's what her question is. That's not how it happens, people. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to go back and change every little thing that you went through or things that you, choices you made and stuff like that. Now, there, there'll come a time in your life where... Um, Let's say, I don't know, you're upset about what you did or the choice you made. Uh, Adam certainly didn't make the best choice in the world, but I will tell you this. They are both in heaven. Adam and Eve are both in heaven. At one point, they did repent for doing that, or especially Adam repented for doing that. But he did make it into, he did make it into heaven, which is what you really want to make sure you do. But, but God, uh, Jesus Christ, did fix part of it, people. When, uh, when Adam gave away his authority, to satan which is what he did in that garden yeah he chose, satan said over what god had said and that's remember after that that he couldn't see god remember people mm -hmm. he had to leave the garden because of what yeah. he did well jesus christ redeemed the fact that adam gave our uh, rights away to rule and reign to have authority and power and be creators yeah. jesus christ took that back yeah when he went into hell and he took back the keys of hell death and the grave beat the devil to pieces left him in the dirt and the fire of hell, stripped every gemstone off of him, uh, and even messed up the faces of the principalities and powers while he did that. 
that was the second part of the cross. The first part, of course, was to pay for the sins. Uh, he, he had to do that first when he died for our sins. Remember, he nailed to the cross all the wicked, evil stuff. It's the only reason why Jesus Christ can, uh, can cleanse you from your sin. But his other part of that, it was finished on the cross for that. But if he was totally finished, he'd have just gone back to heaven when he died on the cross. He didn't do that. He descended. So he could have a face off with Satan to show him you have no right to keep a righteous man in this in hell. You have no right over them. And then he showed him he didn't have any power over him by beating him and and taking back the keys to hell, death and the grave. That didn't change everything back. It didn't actually literally take you up to where Adam and Eve were and change that time. It changed our right as a believer to have authority over the enemy, which Christ made that perfectly known when he said i give you power over all the power of the enemy and then the rest of that scripture he he could say that because he got that right to do that that's good all right so jody's asked this question how do our guardian angels uh, interact with each other when we fight like if uh, two two believers are fighting they each have guardian angels and they're fighting with each other the, the people are She's saying, what What are the guardian angels doing, if you know? You mean fighting physically? Or no, fighting no, 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 no. Let's say that I'm arguing with somebody that's a believer, and we're just fighting about something, and we're not doing good. The they're question is... behind you each shaking their head. That's what they're doing. They're, sitting, they're shaking their head? They're not, yes. They're not saying, stop it, cut it out? Oh, well, they'd be doing a lot more than that. They'd have their foot raised. How so? Their foot? kick you in the butt oh, really really i'm not kidding at all i had a friends close friends who did ministry really young they were they ministered in the like the well i think the early 80s um they're still ministering right now but this was kind of at the end of the hippie era mm. and uh they would go out and they boy the mission field was ripe with harvest back then and I worked on that side. I wasn't on the side of the celebrating and the drugs and all that garbage. I was on the rescuer side. Okay. But I wasn't quite as um, I wasn't quite as verbal back then. I would like help sew the carpets together, and the, in the um, I think a congressman or somebody gave us uh, an old church, and we would have um, music playing Jesus and give food and coffee to the, to the drug people so we could help them find Jesus, and that's what we were doing. And then they would minister out in the streets later. I'd stay there and help keep hot coffee hot and stuff like that. But anyway, she was a seer. His wife is a seer. And they'd always, she'd see the angels going with them. And they were there ministering. And there was these two guys were having an argument, not her husband. So he walks up to them, wants to start ministering to them. But he's not really pushing the fact. He's just trying to be polite. And she said, all of a sudden, she saw his angel with his foot raised. She wanted him, he wanted him, the angel wanted him to hurry up and get to business about Jesus Christ so they could stop fighting. And I'll never forget that he never did kick him, okay? Because he finally was, the, the angel was saying something to him, like, you got to talk about Jesus, 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 Jesus. And so finally he put his leg down, but I'll never forget when my friend told me that story that um, he was getting a little, he, he wanted to rush him along in his um, mission stuff. Well, yeah, you know, that, that my story about being knocked by an angel a couple of times sitting in a chair, um, I wasn't fighting with anybody, but I was just kind of probably being a little bit lazy in an afternoon, and he just got knocked me on the arm. Yeah. I felt this nice big knock, and then it happened again. I thought, 
what's going on? Is someone coming to the door? Is there a crisis that I'm supposed to avert? And it was nothing. It was like, wait. <laughs> yes. That As was your few, angel doing that for sure. That was your angel. That was a few years ago. So, all right. So Dee's asking this question. we got time for a few more questions. Uh, Dee's asked, what does it mean to seek the face of God? Scripture says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face. First Chronicles 16.20. And, quote, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will see. So she's wanting to know, what does that mean, seek his face? That means that you're, you're, you are really focusing on really talking to him. Doesn't mean you have to see him face to face. You want to be near him. You want to know him in a greater depth is what you're saying to him. And when he said, yes, seek my face, that means he was inviting them to pursue him you know, in a greater way, in their relationship. That's what that's about. That's okay. like what I was saying, just find some time to spend alone and just talk to him like he was right there next to you because I promise you, he probably is right next to you. Talk like he's there. And one day he'll probably just appear next to you. <laughs> and then you'll really get undone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I probably would. Yeah. All right. Carol, let's see. I don't even, I haven't pre-read this. I would like to know, if we will be able to talk to the actual animals that were on Noah's Ark and hear their stories. Are those animals like the rock stars of the animal world? Yeah. For, for example, do the other creatures point and say, look, that's Leo and Bernadette, the lions on the Ark with Noah. <laughs> so let's go yeah, hear their story. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did. That's, that's a very creative question. You know, I wouldn't have thought of that question, but wow. So they would be, I mean, they were the ones that were protected for all of animal, all of the yes, animal. Yes, I'm quite sure that they have conversations with all the other creatures. I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to know the whole thing. Like, they what probably was... want to hear the whole story from them. You know, give us your point of view. What what happened? What did you think was going on? Uh, and actually, a lot of people want to know that period, no matter who it is that was in the Bible, you know, if it was somebody for God or one of God's own creatures, everybody wants to talk to them when they get to heaven. Very but cool. the funniest thing is they want to talk to you because you just arrived. What's been going on, you know? What's been going on? I'm talking about people who've been living there for 40, 50 years. Anything important going on? What can you well, say? Well, you know, I was going to ask you that question one day, and I think it slipped my mind. I wanted to know, do people want news from home when you arrive? They're, they do? It sounds like you're saying they do. Oh, yeah, they love to hear. They know, they know something's going on, but they want to hear in their own, in that own person's life, what has been going on around you? What changes have you seen? What has God done? You wow. know, you, you, you can be pretty busy in heaven too, even just enjoying yourself, but there's other things to learn and do there too in heaven. So, but yeah, when somebody new arrives, they actually have big meetings, events set up. And it's not like you're going in a conference room. Don't go there. Most of it's outside and you sit on all kinds of things, get relaxed and everything. And someone gets up there and tells their stories and they're very animated and, but something new has been added to their story. It's what was going on in the spirit realm the whole entire time they were doing things in the physical realm. Okay. So, so they have a new part of their story. Let's say they did miraculous things happen to them or they got to do something miraculous for God and people was all the attention was on that person. When you get to heaven, you're going to tell the other side of the story because you've already found that out on your way up to heaven. Okay. So, oh, by the time you got there, you now know the whole in the spirit side of things. Okay. Yeah, you know, a lot of, especially important things, important or powerful things that happen. Yeah. You do know, and you feel like, wow, I never saw this before. This is going to be awesome. So when people go, okay, tell us, tell us, we want to hear, we want to hear what's going on. 
they will tell that that kind of the story is what what God showed them he was doing when he couldn't see what they were doing, but what happened. It's really awesome. Do you have either, is there anything happening like uh, when you're on your way to heaven or whatever, where your guardian angel is saying to you, what were you thinking when you did blah, blah, blah? Does any of that go on? <laughs> you know, I think they would be the only one. <laughs> I think nobody else would say anything to them at all about it, but your guardian angel who was there all the time, I always tell people they'd have questions. I always have said that. Uh, be careful how you treat and talk around your angel. They'll have questions for you. I'm not talking, we're not talking about sins. We're talking about maybe some decisions weren't, weren't the smartest or the best thing they ever did. And their angel gives you with them. Okay, what was going on here? <laughs> yeah. Fascinating, fascinating. Okay. Uh, Jamelia or Jamelia says, you have mentioned that summer, fall, winter, and spring are four of the Father's favorite seasons. Do you know what any other of the seasons are in heaven? Well, they're not seasons in heaven. Uh, what I actually said was God told me he took four of his favorite places in heaven. Okay, places. Yeah, there's too many new, I mean, I can't even, there's no way. Thousands of places in heaven, people. There's no way I can number that places. Yeah. But what he did when he made the earth, he decided to do something special that would be a little bit of heaven on the earth. And this is what he was telling me. And he said, when I, I went and I took four of my favorite places in heaven, I took a shadow of them and made them a season on the earth. Well, that's really good. That's really good. So there would be a place where there would be brightly colored fall leaves, I would think. The Mountain of Spices. Mountain of Spices. Oh, really? Mountain of Spices, yeah. And that became our fall? Is that what you're that saying? That was our fall, yeah. Very cool. Okay. Um, now, Christmas Town would be our winter. I love that. I love that. Valley of the Falls would be our spring. And the Surf Park would be our summer. The which park? The surf park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Those love four the... places in heaven, which everyone loves to go to. And there's so many, there's so many other places. I know the names of a lot of them, but I'll probably have to include a lot of those in my third book. But I'm just saying that's what he did. And I thought, what a wonderful, beautiful way. It is. Give us a little piece of him. Now people are gonna say, but some of them are destructive. He didn't make them destructive people. Yeah. They're not destructive in heaven. Nobody burns to a cinder in the summertime. Nobody's going to get sunburned in the summertime. Uh, no one's going to freeze in the winter up there because, you know, and, and, he, and this even kind of proves, it proves that there is a place where winter is in heaven because the winter we have is only a shadow of that place in heaven that does exist. So the Mountain That's Spices nice. is where everybody loves to go for trail rides. The leaves are probably huge. The leaves are about this big. The leaves never fall off the trees. They're always uh, those different colors, but there's some purples and other colors, you know, on the leaves. And you ascend every level in the mountain of spices. You smell another aroma, like it was Thanksgiving, or like the things in pumpkin pie. Yeah, totally. And I love every that. Every level you go up, you go, oh wow, this is amazing. You go up to another level. The best part is when you get to the top of this mountain range. It's not the biggest mountain range in heaven, but it's one of the most beautiful. You look down into this valley that goes forever. It's called the Valley of the Falls. And in that valley, it is always like spring. Really? There's flowers so huge, you dive off of the waterfalls. You dive up in heaven. You can do that, okay? 
it's for fun and you dive inside of this massive flower that can hold like eight people and you whirl around in this flower and then flop back out into the river and then you go back up and climb back up and jump again very cool flowers are everywhere in the valley of the falls it's absolutely on, beautiful on the spices smells like because i'm one of those that loves that whole thanksgiving i um, do cinnamon um vanilla probably in there and uh, what's the other one there's another flavor with cinnamon vanilla Ginger, you know um, yeah well it's all run together and, and you smell it and you go, oh it's that thanksgiving aroma so is there any kind of like when you smell that in heaven does it cause you in heaven to think of thanksgiving because that's where you first smelled it i'm just curious if you would have any reminiscent um, um, I think probably my favorite thing out of the entire Thanksgiving would be the pumpkin pie. So when I when I think of pumpkin pie, that's Thanksgiving to me. Of yeah. course, thanking God. Of course, that's yeah. number one. Right. Uh, yes, but in heaven you can have Thanksgiving all the time. Uh, no turkey is killed for it. Just so you know, no harm is caused to any animals, human or spiritual. Um, all the stuff is made. They just it's just made. Okay, you'd say turkey and it'd be made, but nothing would die for you. Yeah, okay? that's a, yeah, you're not eating. They yeah. would not be very happy if you're trying to kill them. What do you think you're doing? You're not getting one feather from my body. Now, this is what a turkey would say to you in heaven, right? Just go on home to your home and, and, or, and just order it. Just order it. They just walk well, away. So my question back to the other one, let's say that the pumpkin pie, because pumpkin pie is one of my favorites, too. It sounds like you and I are a lot alike. We're photographers. We like chocolate cake. We like pumpkin pie. We like the spices. If you're having pumpkin pie in heaven, would you feel reminiscent of the Thanksgiving on earth? Would it, would there be something in that that you would remember that? Yeah, the thing I would remember that would be my family gathered around the table. Okay. Praying so, and thanking God for our food. Okay, uh, so you'd be even that. Thing. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, let me look at the clock. We, we got time for one more. Uh, well, uh, I'll just, I'll just, Gary's asking this question. It's a general one. Um, I don't know if, because you're always revelating, but he's saying, what is the latest thing the Father has revealed to you about heaven that he wants to reveal to us? Is there anything that's been recent that you learned that? You may have to re-mention that because I was laughing at Jen. Sorry, people. Oh, well, Jen. Okay. Yeah, so Gary's asking, what's the latest thing the Father has revealed to you about heaven that he wants to reveal now to us? Something new, you mean? Yeah, something new that you've seen, if, if there is something. There's so many. There's just so many. We'd, we'd have a list a long mile long. Yeah. I can tell you probably... Uh, one of the funnest things people get to do, and I know I mentioned it a little bit about it, but there's a place where you do learn to fly. Yeah. Uh, it is it is like a fun thing to do, right? Yeah. And I, I already told you all, well, this got me, some people saying, well, I don't like you anymore. It's okay if you don't like me. You don't have to like me. Oh, well, yeah. Some people you got know, really off-put. Like, I will, I will, I'll be okay. I'll still be I'm not good. sure why they got so off-put. Like, were they offended because they thought you should automatically know how to fly? Therefore, it makes no sense. No, no one explained teaches you how to do it steve oh that's what it was huh and and they got it and they they needs made it yeah. to heaven people yeah he does and, not wear just so you know let's get this clear he does not wear his superman costume he does not do that it's just christopher reeve it's christopher reeves who teaches you how to fly of course god thought that would be quite fun yeah our god does have a sense of humor and it is funny watching people 
how to learn and all your friends come to watch you when you start because sometimes you twirl around you don't do so well you need some practice like anything else even in heaven and so that i think to me is one of the one of the most fun things i have shown when i was up there i was quite blessed that it was christopher reeves though i even went to contact his son to tell him yeah and uh but that's what he does that's what he does it's called fly by that's the name of it because god names everything every place in heaven has its own name that's very cool i like that and so uh, by the way you mentioned adam and eve uh in heaven yeah um is there anything that you've seen them do uh, are they do they hang around together because they were husband and wife and and now they're not but they're best well, friends they hang, or... around, they hang around together and everybody wants to meet them because they're adam and eve right you know people go well there's no stars there we're all stars god said so okay we're all stars in his hand that's what we are we all have light and everybody has their own specific thing they were chosen by god and they did a really good job with it. I mean, even though they fell, you know, from where they were supposed to be with him, they still taught uh, not just their sons, but they taught a lot of the other people there about God himself. They talked about it a lot, about him and how much they loved him and then what happened with them in the garden and everything. So people want to meet him because they actually are Adam and Eve. And don't be too quick to judge, okay? Yeah. We yeah. all had something we went through somewhere in our life and and uh, and, and made it better. but. They're very happy. Yeah. They're very happy there uh, to know God and to be there with him. They love him very much. And so people do want to meet them and talk to them about I mean, they want I, to know what I, happened. I do think in back to the father thing and the laughter and we're talking about the, all of this stuff. One of the greatest revelations to me in this last few years that I've known you is that God loves to have fun and likes to laugh. And is a is a real dad to his yes. to his kids. I mean, he's yes. judged too, but he's a dad, you know. And he he's got dad like qualities. It sounds like, and he he likes to laugh and do fun things with his kids. He does, and you know, my father was the greatest example uh, to me as the father. And my dad also knew the father and the son and Holy Spirit. I learned a lot from him personally because he had such a humble spirit and he loved everybody. He literally did love his enemies. And wow. yet he would talk about the father all the time, but he had talked to the father. This is what the father had said to him about things. Not and not now like seeing him like I see him that way, but hear him very clearly. And uh, I can tell you that he is your heavenly father. He is your real true father. It says that he is our father and we are his offspring in the Bible. It says that he carried us inside of him and then he timed your birth on the earth so he could send you. And how did he send you? He sent you through the spirit because you know what? Man can't make a spirit. They can't make a spirit or a soul at the time of conception, whether it's the Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit or Christ, whoever brings you, brought you down at one time at the time of conception, brought you down in their hand, your little spiritual being and knit that together in the mother's womb at the time of conception that's mm. what he did together he had to attach your spirit to that so that actually would be a real living human being and so that's how he did that and he loved you and had been with you all that time and he would dance dance with you inside of himself because he's god and he can do it he'd sing over you the bible says that he'd show you some things to come he wrote something on the on the will of your will on your will on the wall of your will when he put it inside of you okay. and he loved very much this moment right now and all okay. fathers can forgive they can train you 
they can advise you. They can love you. They can play with you. He does all of that with I love of children. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Kat, do you feel like just praying for the people real quick? And as we close out, just whatever you feel. Yeah, Father, I thank you for this day today, God, that yeah. you have made. And yeah. we will rejoice in it because we trust you. We know that you have your hand on all of this. Yeah. You know everything that ever was, is, or will be. And you know the perfect time to do something in this earth. You are not done yet with any of us. You still have great plans, great inventions, great revelations, and great miraculous things to happen. And I am excited. So thank you, Father, for drawing them all closer to you. Uh, open their hearing. Give them clarity that they can hear you. They can hear Jesus. They can hear Holy Spirit, Father, because you love us. You all love us. And I thank you for sending us here to this earth that we can be a light. You're a blinding light. But we're a light also in this darkness. And I thank you for increasing that, increasing the suddenlies, uh, the the help, the protection, the joy, the celebration yeah. right now that's in heaven is coming to this earth. The habitation of heaven to this earth is what we're looking for. The evil will be crushed down, pushed back for generations to come. And we who are on the earth now that you have purpose will do these great things for you and with you and because of you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, Kat, at revealingheaven.com below, I know that people can get their products there. You're, I don't do demons. I They give the cups and the different things. And then talk about Kat Kerr, what, katkerr.com. What can they get there? Oh, that is a spiritual platform that Father says whatever he wants to. Right there. Um, there's a gallery in there that shows you a lot of places in heaven, things in the spirit, what they look like. There's testimonies, I think, in there. There's interviews there. There's a lot of revelation that teaches you how to do things like pray for your family, loosing from your soul. It's a very powerful uh, site. It's also the only site in the world that I have that you can give to me online if you want to. And I appreciate that very much. And may God bless you totally, give you suddenlies, hold you in his hand, let you feel his presence awake and while you sleep. And may the host go with you. Awesome, awesome. Well, Kat, we love you, love your staff and everything, and we'll we will see you again very, very soon. A quick reminder that Nathan French will be on tomorrow, uh, same time. Tomorrow is Thursday. Just double checking because oh, I. Oh, I have go one ahead. little thing to say. Yes. Go ahead. Ben just didn't hand me a note. This is Benjamin Netanyahu has won. Okay, he has won. All right. He won. So yep. He's it's like his third time back. Leader. Yeah, he's either third is her third or fourth time he's come won this thing. So interesting. I in and knew out. he was gonna come back. God said he was gonna put him back. So I expected that to happen just like I do. Another number 45 is gonna come back, people. That's good. And, and just to let you all know, I do have one meeting in December, it's December 20th yes. at Helm Hunters in Tomball, Texas. Okay, yeah, that's in the Houston area, Tomball, Texas with Joan Hunter's yes. place. So yes. that's December what? 15th to the 18th of okay, December. Okay, yeah, so they can just go to, I think it's joanhunter.com or something, yeah. probably, or .org, yeah. so you can yeah. sign up for that. So I hope you'll go uh, sign up for that right now. So thanks, Kat. God bless you. Thank you, everybody. We will see you again tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. 
Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.